Podcast disclaimer. The following information and opinions are not to be considered as legally binding, nor are they intended to be used as evidence in a court of law at a later date. Rather, the information included herein is provided for comedic purposes only, with much of the content being based in absolute... Bullshite. How are you keeping there? Sit down there beside me and let me wipe that chin clean off you. That's an absolutely remarkable pint of coffee. That's my second pint of scald now only this morning. A particularly gorgeous drop from the artisanal coffee producers, Maxwell House. But look, anyway, I think that's a fairly smart and, uh, yeah, fairly sensible intro to the show. By way of saying welcome along and hello to you. Welcome along to the Chinwagger Podcast, episode Ivrahin, an informal podcast show hosted by myself, Nate K. Coyle. How are you, keeping? where you can come to expect a light-hearted chat, gossip, and a chinwag, of course, where I tickle my way through those matters and topics you'd probably rather not be listening to at all, at all, at all. So look, having found myself recently single, again, we shall begin this morning's show with an examination of singlehood and moreover, I suppose, a little chat um, about online dating. So look, I'm back on those godforsaken apps again, and I wish to relate to you my most recent experiences and talk you through not only sourcing a date, but also maybe a little bit of preparation you can put in in advance of that date, and I suppose some conversation pieces you might have with said date. So I've gone ahead, I've jumped right in at the deep end here, and I've downloaded the full suite of apps. Um, we're talking Tinder. That Hinge Machine, OkCupid, Bumble, Badoo, and POF. Plenty of funny. And as I said, I've gone straight in at the deep end here, and I've accessed the premium memberships across all of the aforementioned platforms with a new and combined monthly outgoing of €739. And look, before embarking on this most recent online crusade to find myself a lady friend, hello, shout out to the lady listeners, how are you keeping? I thought it perhaps prudent to first understand my competitors within the singles market. For to outthink and outmanoeuvre your opponent, you must first understand their particular approach to the game. So in a moment of remarkable clarity, and after several glasses of rather cheap Malbec, shout out to Aldi actually there, Um, sponsorship from Aldi in the post, please God. Anyway, in a reasonably lucid state, I decided to create a fake dating profile, that of a young lady in order, of course, to bear witness to the do's and do-nots exhibited by the single man whilst approaching a potential partner on such dating application. Sharon, a 26-year-old retail manager from Ballyboden, was born. Now, having first sourced some stock imagery online, I assembled an album of photos on Sharon's behalf, which rendered her utterly indecipherable to the male consumer on the other end. You know, you'll find this is a a rather common and popular theme among female profiles, which you may encounter on these apps. So to allude to that point a little further, um, I chose group pictures taken from a distance of, I suppose, a minimum of 50 metres, if not significantly further away, containing several near identical women, all of whom had been oranged by fake tan and heavy clad makeup, rendering, you know, identifying Sharon here, a very difficult proposition for even the most accomplished and the most enthusiastic of Where's Wally enthusiasts. Furthermore, I chose several tasteless selfies, 
which served little more than to highlight Sharon's branded gym wear and ill-fitting bras amongst her collection. I also managed to photoshop an alcoholic beverage into her hand in every image, enough to allude to an underlying alcohol dependency. Again, you'll find this is rather commonplace on these uh, dating profiles, ladies who are awfully fond of the sauce by the looks of things. Finally, filters, dog ears and stickers were added to further dilute Sharon's reality and ultimately guarantee the disappointment of any unfortunate soul unlucky enough to agree to a date with such a Sharon. Now, Sharon's bio itself required very little thought, for in order to deceive my male correspondents, I thought it wise to revert simply to the chosen words of so many a young Irish lady. Uh, wanderlust, I love travelling, um, I suppose lusting after travel when I'm not actually travelling. Uh, rather fond of coffee, um, have you heard of coffee? Um, I, I'm a really, I love my friend Jim, that's Jim spelled G-Y-M. Love doggos, love those little doggos. Doggos are greater than sign humans. Um, lol. Brunch, um, I love brunch and bubbles. Uh, those little bubbles go straight to my heart. Um, actually, can we have a conversation about pineapple on pizza? Can we have a little chat about that? Um, I'm not looking for a one night stand, absolutely no ONS, um, but you're welcome to find me on OF. Only fans, of course, absolutely classic Sharon. The algorithmic sum of Sharon's interests here, the aforementioned, are enough for one to safely assume that she is indeed a most basic of bitch. Offering little more than her love of basic human needs in distinguishing herself from the crowd. And so began a weekend of undercover and investigative reporting. First through the door and likely hoping to be first through my legs was Darren. Now Darren was a 29-year-old sous chef from Knock Linen, whose bio read rather eloquently. I'm on Tinder to make friends in the same way that I'm on Pornhub to see the plumber fix the sink. Now I, I respected that. Um, I like what Darren was about here. He had integrity, he was honest, he was upfront, I knew what he was after, um, and I let him in the door. Match. How are you, Sharon? He wrote. You're the type of girl who likes to be picked up and drilled against the wall, aren't you? Now, after making Darren wait close to four months for a response, again, this is commonplace and very much in line with many of the female profiles I have encountered myself in recent times. But anyway, I responded by addressing an abhorrent misspelling in Darren's opening line. Your, I told him, is spelled Y-O-U apostrophe or E. Asterix, asterix. How dare he? Now, I had little more to learn from Darren here, it seemed, so uh, unmatch. Next was Tiernan, absolutely gas man Tiernan, a 31-year-old security guard with the Dublin Area Rapid Transport Division, or for the layman, a bloke who hangs out on the dart rather late at night, um, in his all-black gear. Now, Ternan, of course, originally from Louth, but now residing in Drumcondra, as I came to learn, and his bio again read rather brief, snappy, and to the point. I'm looking for a mug to dunk my biscuit into. Again, rather fond of, um, of Ternan's bio here, and uh, we let him in. And he went on to open proceedings with a case-sensitive code. Lowercase Q, capital W, 94, lowercase E, Z, X, C, capital V, 5, lowercase C, E, 
Seven. I was intrigued. Feeling rather like Professor Robert Langdon, I asked Tiernan, to what does this code grant me access? Well, look, I asked Tiernan some three weeks after his initial um, opening message, and he responded inside of 60 seconds. That's the Wi-Fi password for me, Gaff. It'll save you asking me in the morning when you wake up next beside me. Now, what I did next was report Tiernan for vulgarity and obscenity, and we matched. I did, however, take note of his conversational opener here. That's a decent line, the Wi-Fi code. Absolutely gas. Thanks for that, Tiernan. And so we arrived at a profile of a most impressive Dublin-based entrepreneur. Simo. Simo. Later told me that his friends and associates refer to him simply as Gearman and asked that I do the same. I obliged him. For Gearman, like many a dating app profile I had encountered, was that of an online drug dealer. Wherein Simo, or Gearman, I beg your pardon, Simon, I beg your pardon. Wherein, wherein Gearman used a variety of platforms to inform his clientele, his audience, of newly stocked items as well as weekly and monthly promotions and specials. Gearman here just checking in with your boys just to let you know that shop is back open. You name it, we stock it. And yes, I best be believing that bulk discounts will be applying. Use discount card, GEARMAN, at checkout. Alright, now look, I was enthused by Simon's initial entrepreneurial promise. However, was left soon underwhelmed by his offer to polish his flute for a tenor bag. No date for Simo, but I'm absolutely delighted to um, let you know that Nate and GEARMAN have remained friends to this day. I'm actually due to meet Simon tomorrow, um, I'm delighted to add. My reconnaissance was complete. I was ready to ditch Sharon's profile and make use of my own. The trick I had learned overwhelmingly was not to open any conversation with, with a potential date by referencing your flute, your mickey, your piece, your, your cock, your dioc, your springer spaniel, um, your border collie, or indeed your long lad, as Martin from Stony Batter simply referred to his member. <laughs> That's coffee number four going in now this morning. How are you keeping? Now look, having sourced a potential lady friend for a date, you may indeed find it prudent to plan ahead and prepare somewhat for that momentous occasion before you. Now, a little Google search will give you a steer in a couple of directions. For example, it is advised that you choose the right first date location. And indeed, it's advised that you learn from the past, make use of previous um, both successful and failed, I suppose, um, previous date attempts. So with regards to that first location and having, or the right location, I beg your pardon, and having learnt from the past, I think the bowling alley is a great place to go. You know, people love the bowling alley. Uh, you, have a real, you have a real opportunity in time here to uh, show her your snooker skills, um, show her what you can do on a pool table, um, and of course bowling. Everybody loves bowling. Throwing a big old heavy stone a big old smooth um, ball down an oily floor at some uh, wobbly matchsticks. You can't go wrong, and you'll be very well looked after by the staff there in the in these um, in these bowling alleys and the likes. Um, a couple of geezers who are more likely uh, going to be outside smoking cigarettes while you're inside there. Another piece of advice here is to take a deeper look at how you present yourself. I'd have to agree. You're going to want to have a little examination of your aesthetic here. Um, how are you presenting yourself to this lady or gentleman? 
that you have agreed to meet online. So look, I suppose you're going to want to get on your good gear, get on your glad rags. Don't be rocking up in a Fruit of the Loom t-shirt that you've had scrumpled up at the bottom of a sports bag since 1996. And I suppose as well you're going to want to wear aftershave. Um, put on about half a bottle's worth of aftershave. You're going to want to blow her away here, really aim to sting the nostrils off her. Finally, you're going to want to prepare for an engaging conversation. And ultimately, you're going to want to be interested in order to appear interesting. So you will, of course, need a conversation piece. Now, Google searches with regards to conversation pieces will often give you a steer in the direction of conversation based upon the Ford technique. That's F for family, O for occupation, or for recreation, and D, dreams. So, for example, a conversation based upon that Ford's technique, um, as I've just alluded to, may go along the lines of something like this. Have you any brothers or sisters? Do you, yeah? Very good, yeah. And uh, occupation, oh, uh, what's your day job? What do you do for cash? Do you, yeah? Very interesting, yeah, yeah. And uh, recreation, uh, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you like doing when you're not working and all? Do you, yeah? And uh, D, give it a D, uh, give it a D. Uh, dreams. Did you have a dream last night? Now look, that's not a bad place to start, but it can be rather brief, as I've just demonstrated to you there. So why don't um, you allow me offer you something a little bit different here? So allow me introduce to you the 36 questions that lead to love. Now look, I've not made these up, um, so I'll give you a little bit of background on this particular question set. In Mandy Lencatron's Modern Love Essay, to fall in love with anyone, simply do this. She refers to a study by psychologist Arthur Aron that explores whether intimacy between two strangers can be accelerated by having them ask each other a specific series of personal questions. The idea here is that mutual vulnerability fosters closeness. For allowing oneself to be vulnerable with another, and particularly one whom you, you hardly know at all, can be exceedingly difficult. So look, I suppose this exercise will force that issue. It'll have you open up your mind to the person sat opposite and... Um, and potentially opening your legs, please God, you know, we'll light a candle and we'll hope that's the case for you. So look, you're not here to answer these questions for me, so let me answer a couple of them, a couple of these for you. We won't do them all. Question one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Well, look, for myself, I suppose I'd go with someone like uh, Ricky Gervais. Um, gas man Ricky, I think I'd have a, a fair bit to chat about, chat to Ricky about, should I say. Um, of course, a generational comedic talent like me good self, um, an atheist like me good self. Actually, we might come back and explore atheism in a podcast show down the line. Um, I've, I've a few things to say on atheism and uh, very much in line with Mr. Ricky Jervis here. Um, also a great cynic, like myself again, a rather cynical man. Uh, gas man Ricky, and also Mr. Ricky Jervis, a property mogul. And a lot of people won't know this, but Ricky, of course, has a terrific shopping outlet, a fabulous shopping centre in Dublin's North City Centre, the Jervis Centre. Anyway, question two. Would you like to be famous and in what way? Absolutely not, says the fellow recording and promoting a podcast. Question three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say and why? Yeah, I suppose I do. Look, there's there's probably a couple of um, circumstances in which it may be best to prepare for the phone call that you're about to make. And in particular, I'm referring to calling in sick to work. So, for example, you wake up on a Thursday morning. You had you've been heavy on you've been hard on the sauce now the night before. You were you were doing the dirty work on Wednesday night. You were um, up to no good. 
and you know you should be ringing Peter. You're due into the office at nine. Um, you should be ringing Peter. You have an email address for Peter. You have a phone number for Peter. He's the fella to be calling. But in your hungover state, you're not best placed physically nor mentally to be dealing with Peter and his bullshite. Um, he'll chew the head clean off you. So you open up your phone and you pull out a number for Nula. Nula's fairly soft. You'll get away with it ringing Nula. How are you, Nula? It's Nate here, listen. Oh. I'm not well at all here, Nula. I'm absolutely strapped to the toilet seat. Um, it's coming out of bow I'm as wide as a ghost and uh, I'm running a temperature of 49 degrees. Now look, you've just told Nula that you're running a temperature here nearly hot enough to boil water. But she, um, she buys into your bullshit and thinking you're off the hook and you've already said goodbye, she hears you crack it into a can. And she asks, uh, Nate, is that a can of beer you're cracking into? Absolutely not, Nola. That's a Lemsip sachet. I'm hard on the Lemsip here. Okay. So, question five. When did you last sing to yourself or indeed to somebody else? Oh, have a listen to that. How are you keeping? Listen to those tunes. This is, of course, Supersonic. Little sing song here with Nate. Supersonic by Oasis. Or at least my rendition thereof. Oi now a call Elsa, she's into Alka-Selsa, she sniffs it through a cane on a supersonic train, she makes me laugh, yeah. I've got her autograph, yeah. She don't wear a doctor on a helicopter, she's sniffing in a tissue, yes selling the big issue. Alright, so that's um, singing songs. Question 7. Do you have a secret hunch about how you are likely to die? Yeah, I suppose I do. Um, I visited a fortune teller not long ago, um, and she opened by telling me how I was going to die. Uh, not exactly why I went to see her, but look, you take the bad with the good, and she kindly informed me that a cardiac arrest was going to take me out. And look, I can hardly disagree with the woman. Um, there's enough cigarettes gone in each day, um, Enough coffee on top of that to kill a small horse each and every day, and butter coming out of my ears. I can't cook a thing without using butter. So yeah, I suppose cardiac arrest is likely indeed to take me out. Please God. Sorry, did I just say fortune teller? Did I say fortune teller? I meant to say GP. Uh, that was my GP, Susan McDuffie, who told me that. Um, hello to you, Susan. Question 29. We'll boot, we'll boot on here. We'll skip, um, skip forward a full 22 questions. We don't have all day here. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. Okay. Let me cast my mind back here, and yours by association, I suppose, to New York City. In a New York minute. Um, in 2015. And let me describe for you what I can only call a vindaloo nightmare. A real loo roll in the freezer job here. So look, I was over there in New York, um, as I said to you, in 2015, uh, working hard in a bar. Or hardly working at all, I should say, you know. And uh, I was finishing off most evenings there in the pub with um, a fair slab of porter. And this particular evening after me pints, I went to an Indian restaurant with a group of mad bastards. And uh, feeling fairly laddish on the porter, I, I, I instructed our lovely waiter, the fellow waiting on us at the table there, I told him, have the chef prepared the spiciest curry he has ever prepared for any man. Uh, there's nothing here going to, going to blow me away. Um, and in reference to Stuart Butler, um, a fabulous participant on The Irish Apprentice, um, a TV show from days gone by, back when times were simpler. Um, I, I suggested that I've had more hard times than most people have had hot dinners. 
So this particular curry um, came out to me as I had requested and Julie went on to uh, blow the head clean off me and the arsehole out of me trousers. And um, when I got home, I had to pop a loo roll in the freezer, as I said to you. And um, I woke up the next morning feeling none the wiser. Um, but anyway, off I went to work. I soldiered on. Um, a real a real tough cookie, this fella. And um, stood on the subway, uh, what felt like a million feet below ground. I asked myself um, I, I asked myself a question that my belly was asking me. Can I trust a fart? Now, the answer, of course, was no. And the result, utterly mortifying. So that'll do for question 29, an embarrassing story. Question 30. When did you last cry in front of another person, or indeed by yourself? Only last night, in actual fact, I was um, I was here in the apartment chopping a shallot, and um, I was uh, I was caught napping by this onion. Uh, not as mild as I was expecting, and uh, really there was there was waterworks here now last night. Um, actually, do you know what? If you are indeed caught crying in the midst of onion chopping, that's a great moment. This is a great little life hack here for you lads. Um, that's a great moment actually. Go on ahead and have a, a really, a true cry. Have a cry about something you've been meaning to get off your chest or indeed out of your noggin. Um, that's a great piece of advice as I was saying to you. You'll, you'll get it all here. All these tips and tricks. You'll get it all here on the Chinwagger podcast with myself, Nick K. Coyle. How are you keeping? <laughs> So look, now that you've gotten yourself a date, um, you've, you've found a lady or a gent online, and uh, with, the, with the aforementioned advice there, those little conversational um, tips and tricks, you will of course have wagged the chin clean off of her. So it's now time of course to impress her in the room where the magic happens, where it really matters, in the kitchen. If it is indeed your intention to impress, you'll be wanting to wine and dine, and at least for me, this is, it's preferable to do so from within the comfort of your own home, the place where you are most comfortable and the place where your personal items will also make for easy and additional conversation uh, pieces and subjects, you know. For example, if you're a phenomenally talented guitar player like myself, a real, um, a really hot acoustic musician, you'll want to conveniently and strategically place your guitar alongside the sofa which you are likely to be sat on, knowing of course that she will ask, is that your guitar? And you can play it a little bit cooler. Say, well, look, I haven't picked up the guitar since, I suppose, 2009. Um, but look, if you're asking, I'm going to pick it up now and I'm going to belt out a song that I wrote for you only this morning. Now, what you're going to want to do with regards to food um, here, you're going to be want to impress, as I said, you're going to want to put on a little bit of a, a risotto show. Okay, so here's how you're going to do that. You're going to get out the good delf. You're going to get out your smart cutlery, your knife, your fork, a decent looking wine glass. Okay. And um, you're going to make her a risotto, as I was saying. So likely, with coronavirus considerations, your local fine dining restaurant is going to be offering a carry-out or a take-out facility. And you're going to want to find a restaurant that has a risotto on the menu. Okay, you're going to take it home. You're going to place it up on your, 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 good, your good plateware, you know, as I was saying. You're going to maybe put a little scoop of mascarpone cheese on top. A couple of leaves, maybe basil or parcels, you know, a little bit of parcels. And you're going to tell her that you made it yourself. You know, that's the trick. Tell her you made it yourself, you'll blow her clean away. Anyway, look lads, we'll leave it there. That's it. Chinwagger, podcast episode one. Ivorahin, over, August out. Thank you indeed for listening and um, all the best, as I'll continue saying to you. Take her handy, as I'll keep saying to you. Um, Look after yourselves. 
be good. If you can't be good, be bold. And um, all the very best. Good luck to you. Go on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.